Section thirty one of O. Henry Encore by O. Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Schempf. When the train comes in. Outline sketches at the Grand Central Depot. Next to a poker game for a place to contemplate human nature in its most aggravated form comes a great railway passenger station statistics show that nine-tenths of the human race lose their senses when travelling on the cars and give free demonstrations of the fact at every station travelling by rail brings out all a man's latent characteristics and propensities there is something in the rush of the train the smell of the engine smoke the yell of the butcher the volapuck cries of the brakeman and the whizzing scenery visible from the windows that causes the average human being to shake off the trammels of convention and custom and act accordingly when the train stops at the depot and unloads its passengers they proceed at once to adopt for their style of procedure the idea expressed by the french phrase sauve qui pet or in polite language the devil take the hindmost an observer unless he is of the casual variety can find much entertainment in watching the throng of travellers and bystanders at any metropolitan depot the scene presented belongs to the spectacular comedy there are no stage waits no changing of scenery no forgetting of lines or casting about for applause the mimes play their part and vanish the hero with his valise is jostled by the heavy villain from the baggage room leading ladies scramble kiss weep and sigh without bouquets or applause marionettes wriggle and dance through the crowd putting up the strings of chance and the comedian plays his part unabashed by the disapproving hiss of the engines and the groans of the grinding wheels at the houston grand central depot when the trains come in there are to be seen laughter and lanterns smiles and sandwiches palavering and popcorn tears and tamales to the student of human nature is presented a feast a conglomerate hash of the lighter passions and eccentricities of man a small dish whereof ye postman will endeavour to set before you the waiting-room is bright with electric lights the line of omnibuses and hacks line the sidewalk on washington street and the drivers are crowding close to the dead line on the south side of the depot scattered among the benches in the two waiting rooms are prospective travellers awaiting their trains the drummers and old travelling men sit reading their papers or smoking while new and unseasoned voyageurs are pacing up and down glancing uneasily at the clock and firing questions at everybody that passes the policeman at the door who has told the old man with the cotton umbrella at six different times that the central arrives at six thirty five makes up his mind that if he inquires once more he will take the chances on getting a verdict of justifiable homicide the old lady with the yarn mittens who has been rapping with her spectacle case at the ticket agent's closed window for fifteen minutes says drat the man and begins to fumble in her travelling bag for licorice lozenges in the ladies waiting room there is the usual contingent of peripatetic public the bright-eyed self-possessed young lady who is the travelling agent for a book or perhaps a new silverware polish has learned the art of travelling haste and flurry are unknown to her 
a neat travelling cloak and a light hand satchel comprise her accoutrements she waits patiently tapping lightly with a patent leather toe and faintly humming the refrain of a song not so the large and copious family who are about to make the journey of their lives at least fifty miles baskets bags valises buckets paper bundles pot plants babies and dogs cover the benches in their vicinity the head of the family wears a look as deadly solemn as if he were on his way to execution his face shows the strain of the terrible journey he is about to undertake he holds his tickets in his moist hand with a vice-like grip travelling is a serious matter with him his good lady has taken off her bonnet she drags out articles from boxes and bags and puts them back she trots the baby and strews aprons hairpins knitted gloves and crackers far and wide she tells john where she has hidden thirteen dollars under a loose board at home she would never have mentioned it but she is certain the train is going to run off the track and she may be killed a few grummy-looking men sit with their coat collars turned up by the side of their weary spouses who look as if they cared not for accidents end of the world or even fashions a black-veiled woman with a prattling boy of five sits in a corner disconsolate and lone some aimless stragglers enter and wander through the room and out again in the men's waiting-room there is more life depot officials in uniform hurry through with lanterns travellers loll upon the benches smoke read and chat from the buzz of voices fragments of connected words can be caught that read something like this got a three hundred dollar order from him but it cost me ten dollars in drinks and theatre tickets to get it yes i'm going to galveston doctor ordered perfect quiet and rest the daisy you bet blonde hair dark eyes and the prettiest lost twenty dollars on trays up wired my house for expense money this morning ain't seen sam for fifteen year going to stay till christmas loan me that paper if you're through with it red flannel scratches me this is what i wear wonder if the train's on time no sir don't keep the north american review but here's puck and judge came home early one night and found her sitting on the front steps with give me a light please houston is the city of texas confound it i told maria not to put those cream puffs in my pocket no a cat didn't do it it's a fingernail mark you see i put the letter in the wrong envelope and doot 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 the train is coming an official opens the north doors there is a scramble for valises baskets and overcoats a mad rush and a struggling pushing impolite jam in the doorway by a lot of people who know that the train will wait twenty minutes for them after it arrives the bell clangs the single eye of the coming engine shines with what may be termed in order not to disappoint the gentle reader a baleful glare a disciple of mr howell's realistic school might describe the arrival of the train as follows clang clang chookity 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 clang clackity clack chookity chook choo bumpity bump houston the baggage men with yells of rage throw themselves upon the trunks and dash them furiously to the earth 
a swiss emigrant standing near clasps his hands in ecstasy oh gut he cries this east used to my country like i hear dot avalanche come down like he from dot mountains in neuchatel fall the passengers are alighting they scramble down the steps eagerly and leap from the last one into space when they strike the ground most of them relapse into idiocy and rush wildly off in the first direction that conveniently presents itself a couple of brakemen head off a few who are trying to run back under the train and start them off in the right direction the conductor stands like a blue-coated tower of strength in the centre of the crowd answering questions with an ease and coolness that would drive a hotel clerk wild with envy here are a few of the remarks that are fired at him oh conductor i left one of my gloves in the car how long does the train stop do you know where mr tompkins lives merciful heaven i left my baby in the car where can i find a good restaurant say conductor watch my valise till i get a cup of coffee is my hat on straight oh have you seen my husband he's a tall man with link cuff buttons conductor can you change a dollar what's the best hotel in town which way is town oh where's mamma gotten to oh find my darling fido he has a blue ribbon round his neck and so on ad nauseum as one might say you can tell old travellers at a glance they have umbrellas and novels strapped to their satchels and they strike a bee-line for the open doors at the depot without creating any disturbance but the giggling schoolgirls on their way home for the holidays the old spectacled lady who punches your ribs with her umbrella the country family covered with confusion and store clothes the fat lady with the calla lily in a pot the timid man following the lady with the iron jaw and carrying two children a bird-cage and a guitar and the loud breathing man who has been looking upon the buffet car when it was red all these have tangled themselves into a struggling inquiring tangled babble of bag baggage babies and bluster the young lady is there to meet her schoolgirl friend the escort stands at one side with his cane in his mouth nervously fingering in his vest pocket to see if the car fare is ready at hand the girls grapple each other catch as catch can fire a broadside of the opera buffet brand of kisses and jabber out something like this oh you sweet thing so glad you've come toothache no no it's a caramel such a lovely cape i want the pattern dying to see you that ring my brother gave it to me don't tell me a story charlie and tom and harry and bob and oh i forgot tom this is kitty real sealskin of course talk all night when we get home get out of their way dare gents and ladies a truck piled with trunks four high goes crashing by a policeman drags an old lady from under the wheels and she plunges madly at the engine and is rescued by the fireman whom she abuses as a pickpocket and an oppressor of the defenceless a sour-looking man with a big valise comes out of the crowd and is seized upon by a red-nosed man in a silk hat did you get it old boy asks the man with the nose get your grandmother growls the sour man that fellow reed is the biggest liar in america feller from maine got it 
i'm a populist from this day on got the price of a toddy jimmy the engine stands and puffs silently the crowd disperses gradually stringing by twos threes and larger through the waiting-room doors depot officials hustle along pushing their way among the people a brakeman springs from his car and runs up to a dim female figure lurking in the shadow of the depot how is the kid he asks sharply with an uneven breath bad said the woman in a dry low voice fever a hundred and four all day keeps a calling of you all the time jim gotta go out again tonight orders said jim and then no cussed if i do the company can go to the devil callin of me is he come on liz he takes the woman's arm and they hurry away into the darkness a ragged man with a dreary whine to his voice fastens upon a big stranger in a long overcoat who is hurrying hotel words have you a dime sir a man could get something to eat with the big man pauses and says kindly certainly i have more than that i have at least a dollar for supper and i'm going up to the hutchins house and get it good night on the other side of the depot the hack drivers are crowding to the deadline filling the air with cries a pompous man who never allows himself to be imposed upon when travelling steps up to a carriage and slings his valise inside drive me to the lawler hotel he says commandingly but sir says the driver the lawler is i don't want any comments says the pompous man if you don't want the job say so i was just going to say that i know where i want to go and if you think you know any better jump in says the driver i'll take you the pompous man gets into the carriage the driver mounts to his seat whips up his horses drives across the street fully twenty-five yards away opens the door and says lawler hotel sir fifty cents please he gets a dollar instead and promises to say nothing about it the carriages and omnibuses rattle away with their loads other travellers straggle in for the next train and when it arrives the grand central will repeat its little farce comedy with new actors and new specialties and various readings between the lines houston daily post monday morning december sixteenth eighteen ninety five end of section thirty one